0: The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwydin God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Bwydin mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word.
1: Oh, hallelujah. Will you put your hands together and let us celebrate the Lord our God. Amen. Um, well, I, I was praying and last, last night God was speaking to me. So next, next year, our two services um, seven to nine and 10 to 12 uh next year from january and we are doing seven to nine is the executive service where you can wear your suit 10 to 12 is a casual service where you can be in your jeans and so you can choose so those of you want to come for 10 to 12 that's a casual service you are welcome. It's more for the funky people. And those of you who want to be in student tie, 7 to 9 is your service. Tell somebody what I just said. So, probably check around if the person likes being very formal and tell the person, next year is 7 to 9 for you. But if the person wants to be in a jeans and wear t-shirts and and sneakers and all of that, then 10 to 12 is your service. So, so so we'll have the executive service, Sunday executive service from 7 to 9, executive service. Then the casual, the choir people will be casual. Maybe another choir, not these formal people. Maybe another choir who are casual oh man so i'm going to register people for our casual those of i know not everybody wants to be casual you want to sunday look look gorgeous look gorgeous for seven to nine we want to look funky from 10 to 12. i remembered that if i'm not careful the old people in this church will make me feel very old very soon So I want to relate with both worlds. Amen. Are you here? How many of you came with your Bibles today? Lift it up and say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I will go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. I'll be what it says I can be. Slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. Now, if the Bible is yours, I want to invite your attention to the book of St. Luke's Gospel. St. Luke's Gospel. The Gospel according to St. Luke. Chapter number 22. The Gospel according to St. Luke. Chapter number 22. Have you found it? If you're still looking for it, you can say hold on a minute but you have it you can say I have it fantastic Luke's gospel chapter number 22 from the Thundering Diction of the King James Bible you'll find these words in the verse number 31 just the verse number 31 in fact let me do 31 and 32 and the Lord said Simon Simon behold Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, colon, but I have prayed for you, that your faith fail you not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will weather, the flower will fade, but your word will abide forever. We pray that in this time that you have given to us, you give us a word that works. Anoint these lips of clay. Make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life. To the end, we'll lift up our voices and say you are the one who did it. In the name of the one who rules, reigns, and has regency, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, we have prayed. Amen. I want you to look for three people and tell them you have a responsibility on your head come on look for another and say there is a greater responsibility can you look for another and say neighbor oh neighbor there is a greater responsibility Uh, look for somebody you have never even spoken to in church before do not be intimidated by their eyelashes their hair extensions Or the abode head and tell them, neighbor, oh neighbor, neighbor, there is a greater responsibility over your head. Are you ready for this? The book of St. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 22, of course, opens up to a very interesting discourse. You'll find out that it was the Feast of the Unliving Bread, which is called the Passover, now the Bible is talking about a repetition of what God had done and God wanted them to remember what he had done in time past. That is when he exempted the people of God from that slaughter. When he said that you cannot die just like the ordinary people die. I have stained blood on your doorpost and your lintels so that when the angels of destruction see the blood they will pass over. He's now talking about the Passover and they were preparing for that. And the Bible says that the chief priests and scribes sought him and they wanted to kill him. Because, of course, you have to get to a place where you realize that whatever you have will make others uncomfortable. Such that because they are uncomfortable with your potential, they will go all the way to make sure they kill you. So people are killed not because of what they do, but because of what they can do. Because of the potential that they, they saw the Christ carrying, they misjudged his end. Because they did not know that killing him will be part of executing the mandate. And people will come after you, man of God, when they realize that you have potential they sought for an opportunity to kill him. And the reason why they wanted to kill the Christ was because they saw that he was carrying something that was not ordinary. Is it strange to you that people will come after you when they realize that you are carrying something that they don't have? It shouldn't surprise you. To know that when your business is coming up and there are players in the same industry, they will meet and try to find out how they can drown that business you hold. It shouldn't surprise you. It shouldn't surprise you to know that men are killed on the wreath of life, judging through the liver of potential. It is only when people see what you can do potentially, that is when they come after you with the full strength they have. When they knew what the Christ was purposed, was mandated, was assigned to do, the Bible says they sought to kill him. And so it shouldn't surprise you people of God that there are people who seek to kill the business God has given to you. Kill your joy, kill your family. And so when God gives you a marriage, do not um, kid yourself to think that everybody that comes around you wants the marriage to succeed. There are people who seek for an opportunity. The opportunity is to kill what they can't stand. What they couldn't stand was the miraculous power of the Christ. They felt that by him performing miracles is rather making them less famous. Because they were the ones who were called the scribes and the Pharisees. They were the priests. They were the people that the people will come to. And somebody has just showed up. The person is not calling for offerings, he's not asking for sacrifices. And yet, wherever he goes, he does good. When he sees the sick, he heals them. He doesn't call for the offering to heal the sick. He asks them, do you want to be made well? And the guy will say, yes, I want to. He says, get thee up. And immediately, the person is up. He he touches the eyes of the blind and the blind who see. He touches the people that are dead and they come back to life. And Jesus does all these things without even going through the rudiments of their religious practices. Is not doing what they do, and yet he was having more testimonies than they had. That made them uncomfortable. Their discomfort is in the fact that you get more results with less effort. So, without you administering the sacraments, telling people to wash and take a holy bath and yet there are miracles and testimonies it makes them uncomfortable why have we been sticking to this formula and this guy came and he's changing everything well When God wants to bring a move, he brings change agents. People, when they show up, they don't conform to the status quo. When they show up, they begin to change everything around them. I came to speak to only 10 people under the sound of my voice who know that God is raising you as a change agent, not to conform to what is already there. When people meet change agents, they think they are rebellious. Change agents are seen as rebels because to be an agent of change you should be fed up with what is already there and normally being fed up with what is already there is considered arrogance man David had showed up as a young man of 17 years of age and he had met his brothers who were warriors men of war and he got there and he said unto them who is this uncircumcised Philistines that is defying the armies of Israel and he said who are you we know who you are you we know how haughty how arrogant how rude you are but this is not for boys it's for men and he said unto them well there is a spirit in a man and the inspiration of the Almighty give that man understanding i am here not to conform to what you're, your kin has taken flight but i came here to fight that adversary that you have been running away from may god raise you as that change agent who when you show up you will begin to defy everything that is already there i can i talk to a few change agents in this house reverend Kojo of icgc when he came here on friday he said doc after going around i can tell this is nothing that we have seen in Ghana. This is completely different. Even the architecture, when you're outside, you don't see anything. It's just like a boss sitting there. But when you enter, I said, Daddy, you came to do what you could do. And you saved your generation. And we love you for that. You saved your generation well. But this is another generation where we can't where we can't conform to the mistakes of the past we have to change what can be changed and i came to speak to a few change agents in this house i stand in this sacred space called sanctuary and we decree that everybody that god is raising as a change agent for your community for your business for your family for the church for the ministry of jesus christ may god empower you for the change, C- can I preach to you this morning? Change agents and they sought to kill him. It will amaze you to know, is that God that even when you think you are not doing much, the less or the least you are doing still appears to intimidate people, even when you think. You are not doing anything because if you understand the complete picture of the workings of the Christ and his purpose and mandate on earth, working miracles was not part of it. He was not supposed to. So if working miracles was not his assignment and his assignment was to deliver, why were they envious and they planned to kill him because he was working miracles? Which was the minutest agenda he had. It is because most people set their eyes on the minors that are around you so that God can blind them from the major that is about to happen. they are only concentrating on what shouldn't matter. May God close the eyes of the onlookers, the observers and may God preserve you until the day of your showing. But whoever is seeking to kill you, can I preach now? Whoever is seeking to kill you, the Bible says and they sought to kill him. Whoever is seeking to kill you, I came with an announcement from the camps of God that you shall not Die but live to declare the oracles of God. You are not dying anytime now, you will live to see the goodness. <laughs> he sought to kill him. The next verses were very interesting, and the Bible says, And Satan entered Judas. Who was said named Iscariot. Maybe it's for another day. Satan is always looking for somebody that is closer to you. Because he knows he can't touch you. So Satan can enter your boss against you. In fact, Satan can enter somebody and Satan is not a name. Satan is not a person. Satan is not a devil. Satan is a title. Satan is not a person. Satan is like saying, Mr. or doctor or lawyer. Satan is a title. Anybody that is antithetical or at variance with the mind of God is a Satan. Let me probably make you understand the biblical paradigm as discussed in the book of St. Luke's gospel. Jesus looked at Peter at one point and said get thee behind me satan it was Peter he was talking to but Peter has taken on another title that was at variance to the mind of God so most of the time there will be somebody who can be a wife or a husband read your test the Bible says a woman called job's wife had enjoyed the pleasures of god and when they were going through afflictions the same woman who had experienced the message of god came to job and said wouldn't you rather kiss god and die and your bible says he said when god was giving us enough didn't you enjoy it how can you be that stupid at that point, it was somebody who had experienced God who had taken on another mantle that was not godly. So, oftentimes in our life, we will get into spaces and places whereby we will have encounters with people who are supposed to know better who will take the clock of the devil. It will surprise you to know that Satan, the title, the description given to anything that is antithetical or at variance with the mind of God had entered somebody who was ready. The devil will use any vessel that is available. That is why you don't make yourself available for the devil to use. The devil will use any vessel that is available. If you go through your Bible, the devil... Has used priests before. The devil has used prophets before. The devil has used um, kings before. The devil has used leaders before. If the devil had been able to possess and use people who had gone ahead of you. What makes you think that he can't assess you? Are you following? I'll get into my test. Let me get you out of my introduction. So, oftentimes, people avail themselves to be used by the devil. Satan has entered into Judas, who is is named, maybe another day. Because that emphasis there is descriptive of his lineage. And how sometimes, if you are not mindful, what happened to your father and their father and their father can affect you even when you say you are saved. So Judas's lineage had been people who had betrayed kings before. So it was an automatic portal. That is why he had to refer him by his lineage who is surnamed it's carried, because if you check their genealogies and their lineage, there were a family who would get close to kings and betray them. So it was the same portal that was being opened, so the devil always assess what has been a weakness in a family. So if you are coming from a family that your father used to have multiple women in his life, that is the portal. So when the devil wants to assess the family, he doesn't bring alcohol. He brings women. It is the door to the family. The devil had entered Judas with records. Judas with a testimonial. Judas with family history. Judas, who was surnamed the Iscariot. And the devil entered into him to repeat what had been done. As they had been betraying kings to betray him, not knowing he was a king. Let me say this before, parenthetically, before I continue. In your lifetime, the devil will find a way to plant around you People who have a history. It is not in your duty to fight them man of God. Let me help you. It is not in your duty to fight people with lineage because if God is to allow them to get close to you, it means that their downside, their weakness is a propellant To where you are supposed to be. I'll probably help you later. I have had. um, A bit of. Discussions. And. um, You get to places. And it's part of our. Christian. um, Hypocrisy. To get to places where. We. Try to make sense out of everything and try to put people under the omnibus of omniscience. Whereby we want people to understand and flow with everything and anything. Oh! Johnny has started prophesying. Didn't he see that this thing was not going to work? As a prophet. guy was like this why did she allow him to get into her life but she says she prays so when the guy came and proposed didn't she see that this guy was not for real oh we have that kind of discussion all the time because of our what is called an acute case of Christian seriousness and our Christian myopia. We get to places where we think that because a person is tongue-talking, he should know all. Jesus had a Judas by him and he never blew his cover. Jesus never discussed what was in the heart of Judas with the disciples. Do you know why? He was all-knowing, but in his all-knowingness, he knew that on your way up, an adversary is necessary. You didn't get that. Let me try to help you. God knows that he cannot take you up until he brings enemies around you so that he can prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I came to prophesy to somebody's life that in this year, God is still not through with you yet. He will set a table on your way up. An adversary is necessary you will never get to the top until you have people who say you can not make it people come to you and they might be smiling with you have you not heard have you not read have you not been told that it was this man called Judas who was holding the finances of Jesus his financial controller and yet he was the one who had in his heart. Ha! Huh. So didn't Jesus know? Entee, entee, this guy that is chasing women in the church hasn't pastor seen? So you mean that pastor doesn't know that this guy that is doing this, this is how he is? It is not in pastor's duty. To discuss the weaknesses of sons and daughters. I don't discuss the weakness of my son with you because you can't help him. If I discuss it with you, you'll only make his reputation worse. Because all that you do is to now get my endorsement to gossip. It is not in Jesus' capacity to tell them what was in the heart of Judas. Because Jesus knows that you say, Jesus, help me. Some things were getting out of my head. Oof. You'll find people who will be asking about, listen, you will know people, you know what people are doing. But as a leader, Oh, but this guy. And, and you have people who are whining all the time because they have seen the weakness of somebody. They saw a sister slip, and the lady is calling for a public execution of the sister who slept. Failing to appreciate that she did not sleep, she fell. But she fell on the blind side of people. The sister slept at the open glare of others. So when people did not see your mistakes, you want to let everybody know you are pious. Ah, my time is almost up. And so in Luke's gospel, chapter number 22, the verse number 37, Oh, sorry, the verse number 31. The Bible says that Jesus had gone through all those things. We'll, we'll talk about Luke 22, the verse number one another time. But in the verse number 31, Jesus is now talking to Peter. And said, Peter, Peter, Simon. Simon. You have to understand. It's just like the Nigerians will call your name. uh, Ogo. 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 How many times did I mention your name? Just three times. It's the same thing. To the Hebrew, when you mention somebody's name twice... It means emphasis. It also means take this seriously. It means that if your first man will forget it, don't let your second man forget it. Simon, Simon, you are forgetting yourself. There are Simons under the sound of my voice and you've forgotten yourselves. Simon, Simon. That's the reason why we are intolerant in the church these days. We are intolerant we don't allow people to grow we don't we think that when everybody listen let somebody walk in here right now with a petite of a mini skirt every eye will roll every tongue will confess that a demon just entered everybody will start speaking another tongue. ye. <laughs> Those whose tongues are of admiration. Others whose tongues are for casting. Others whose tongues are... You'll find people condemning this. Maybe, just maybe. The lady is coming from a nightclub. Maybe the girl is coming from the club. And that is the day of her salvation. she gets to the door and instead of receiving her with love and probably covering her with a cloth, we are saying you don't belong here. So where does she belong? So instead of us bringing people to Christ, we are driving away people from Christ. The people Jesus dined with, you will not even talk to. Jesus had fellowship with a prostitute. Jesus sat with a froster. Oh, you heard the story of Zacchaeus. And he climbed the cyclone tree just to see Jesus. For you to know he was a froster, check your scripture. After Jesus had met with him, he said, "Anything that I fraudulently took from people, I will repay." Jesus went to the house of a 419er. A fraudster, par excellence. Somebody who had made filthy lucre from fraud. Jesus said, I'll eat in your house. Hey! Banner headline. That you, the Christ, eating. Now, what is What piece of fame? Are you okay? And you've helped the bloggers. Because they will blog till you die. In fact, they will blog you out. But this were the people Jesus was hanging out with. The Bible says, and Jesus said, Simon, Simon, you have forgotten yourself. The devil wanted, not wants to. Because by the time you can lift up your hands to say thank you, Jesus, it means he has won a victory for you. The devil had wanted to sift you like wheat, but I prayed, I am happy that when they want to kill me, Jesus is praying for me. I am happy that when they want to stop me, Jesus is praying for me. Is there anybody who knows that Jesus is standing on the right hand side of the Father, making intercessions on your behalf, and he is praying. look at somebody and say Jesus is praying for me I don't know maybe I'm talking to myself too much but can you look for three people tell them neighbor oh neighbor Jesus is praying for me say neighbor oh neighbor Jesus is praying for me When they want me to die prematurely, Jesus is standing on the right hand side of the Father. And He's saying, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. When they want to kill your business, Jesus is standing on the right hand side of your Father. When they want to kill your finances, Jesus is standing on the right hand side of the Father. When they want to destroy who you are, Jesus is standing on the right hand side of your. The reason why we are confident is that even in our weakness jesus is our intercessor our confidence is that even in our weakness we have an intercessor jesus said simon simon the devil had wanted to sift you like wheat but simon didn't know You have no idea the battles God is fighting for you on your blind side. The reason why you are complaining that a miracle has not happened is because you don't know what the Lord has delivered you from. There are some accidents he saved you from. It was on your blind side and so you don't know about it. You have no idea what they had conspired to do and he saved. Simon, Simon, the devil had wanted to sift you like wheat but I have prayed. you, But this is your responsibility. After I've prayed for you, not only are you protected or delivered, you've been saved from it. But when you are converted, after you have come to your rest, strengthening. The Christian responsibility is that when we see people who are weak, we don't kill them, we strengthen them. When we see people who are failing, we don't condemn them, we strengthen them. The Christian responsibility is that we'll be able to strengthen. These days it's so hard to find people who will encourage you. People are so fixated with themselves that rarely will you find somebody who will encourage you he said when you are converted i'm not saying even push. i'm saying strengthening because the assignments of men are different they need to be strengthened when i have done it for you Instead of you killing others, strengthening anybody that you come into contact with. Can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that the reason why God anointed you, saved you, helped you, helped your business, helped your family, helped you, is so that you can strengthen another person that your life will come into contact with. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice in the mighty name of the one who rules, reigns and has regency. That may the Lord strengthen your feeble hands. May the Lord strengthen your Feeble knees may the Lord strengthen your business, may the Lord strengthen, Simon. Simon, the devil had wanted to sift you like wheat, but I I have prayed for you but when you are converted, strengthen. Is it not sad that we live in a generation where everybody wants another person to fail so they can rise? Isn't it sad that we are having people who, again, I call it the acute case of Christian seriousness. They believe that they are in competition with other people. But I am not your competitor. I don't compete with you. Tmh is not in competition with any church. We are not in any competition. We are in a league of our own. They are in a league of their own. Their most adversary is themselves adversary is ourselves. In fact, we fail to grow when we decide not to grow. It is not on them, it is on us. We have people who think that for them to rise, you should fall. We are having people who even when they know how it can be done, they will hide it from other people. I was telling my students at UPSA, I told them uh, at the MBA level, There is no first class or second, upper, or lower. So if you know something, you teach your other colleagues. It's the same thing with life. You'll find out there are people who know how it could be done. Ask the ministers and they will tell you how many pastors come here every week. Just to learn, to engage me, to find inspiration and to learn how they should go about ministry. I sit them down and I walk them through ministry. Why? Because it's not a competition. We live in a generation where people are thinking that the only time, people want to be, oh, oh, but don't you know, he's the guy that comes with Bentley to church and so what? You come with a Maserati and so what? You come with a Maybach and so what? You come with a Rolls Royce and so what? I have a Maybach parked in the house. I have driven it this year no more than four times. For the last time I drove the Maybach, I think the last two times I can remember was when Pastor Benin came. Now this Maybach will cost a fortune. Claring alone was about $100,000. Now watch this. I don't have one CD in that car. So when you see me driving a Maybach and you are envious or jealous or you're, you, you, start, you, you start gaining devilish orgasm. <laughs> You are fretting over nothing because Osofo, before God, I have about two people or one person here who knows the origin and genesis of the car. May one city from how it was bought. I was just there when the car was parked in my house, it came to park there. The keys giving. Every year the insurance is renewed. Comprehensive. I have no idea how it is. No, I've driven it four times. But you might have satanic... <laughs> because of something that you are... Because of that mindset. We have no idea. That is why God is not able to bless people. Because we don't have room for others to grow. We think that when people are growing, it means they are taking our space. But the sky is so big that many eagles can fly without collision. I pray that you will fly in 2000. I'm not talking about 2020. In 2019, God will cause you to mount up with the wings. Ah. By the grace of God, I've flown a plane before. As the commander, as the captain of the plane. I flew a plane from Jomo Kenyatta Airport through the Easting African Corridors and came to land the plane back. And I've done it three times in my lifetime. Take off and landing. You burn a lot of energy when you are taking off. I've done... That a couple of times. At the top, there are regulators. At the top, there are regulations. At the top, there is a communication point called the control tower. At the top. When a plane is approaching, they will tell you. They will mention your name by the number of the plane. And the planes are numbered just like your cars are numbered. They will mention the name and tell you that somebody or another flight ABCD is coming through this corridor and then you can even communicate with the other pilot. Now watch this. It is in the hands of the controller not the pilot what we fail to appreciate is that where you are going is in the hand of the controller who is God who sits on the circles and the thrones of the earth listen to me I can rise, you can rise and there will be no problem we can all rise without any Jesus is saying strengthen your brother somebody is doing a business, you know he is failing. Can you strengthen him? The reason why we are not raising a lot of Christian millionaires is because we know secrets to success and we are sitting on them. are failing are are not We are sitting on them. So after a person has failed, what do you gain? So he failed. Oh yeah, he's failed. We have seen that his business has failed. Yeah. And so what do you gain from it? When you could have even invested in his idea, you had money that you could invest. You did not invest. All that you are doing is that you are. Jesus said, Simon, Simon! For you, you did not get human help. I helped you. Your brothers might not get me to help them, but when they are, troubled, strengthening them. I pray that God will open our eyes to know that the responsibility he has given to us is so that we will strengthen feeble knees and feeble hands. That the people that we will come into contact with, God will use us to bless their life. Can you please rise? I'm told I'm out of time. What's the time now? 10.10 and we close at 10.30 so we'll be fine. I'm not taking more than two, three minutes. Please lift up your hand. I just want you to pray. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. I just want somebody to lift up their voices. Pray that the Lord will make you a blessing to your generation. In You know the theme for 2020, right? How many of you know? You know. Some of you know. We call it purpose 2020 It's our year of purpose. We've already declared it. So you will not see our year of purpose. We do purpose 2020 purpose 2020 and um, the whole idea is that God is going to make us generational blessings to come. I'm telling you, we, we are the one that are supposed to lay down the marker, not the world. If you live and die and all that you could be remembered for is that he lived and he died, you wasted oxygen. There is supposed to be a contribution to humanity. What are you contributing? I've told you. Oh, you read the book of Luke's Gospel chapter 11. How many of you have read it before? In the Message Bible about the the demon that was casted out went to look for a place and all of that. You read the message Bible, and the Bible says that this is what it says: This is war. There is no neutral ground. That's how it opens it up. Even the message Bible says that there is no neutral ground. In life, it is either you are contributing or you are taking. I want people to purpose in their hearts. That you contribute to humanity. The reason why people are poor is because we are not solving societal problems. We are not contributing. We are producing a generation of consumers, not producers. So everybody wants the best shoe to go and buy, not to make the best shoe that others will buy. It's a generation of consumers we don't have producers your financial problems will end the day you decide to solve the problems of humanity because entrepreneurship is solving societal people needs profitably oh, you lift up your right hand in fact if there is, as, as of Qatar if there has ever been a time i am passionate about ministry it is the year that is coming I want to preach with my soul. My soul. I want every sermon that I preach to bubble from within. Because I have seen that if we are not mindful, we'll be preaching the soft side of ministry. That is the milk doctrine. And the milk gospel. And forsake the meat and the bony part. So there are people who are old in the faith, but they still have baby teeth. Or milk teeth. Look at somebody and say, we need to grow. Come on, look at another and say, we need to grow. Entrepreneurship is lacking in our time. People are not because we are not solving problems. I want you to look for three people and ask them, what problems have you solved in in 2019? That, That has brought you money. What problem have you solved that brought you money in 2019? Ask your neighbor for me. What problem did you solve in 2019 that brought you money? Nana, did you solve a problem that brought you money in 2019? It brought you money. You solved the problem that brought you money? Small. Solve the problem that brought you money? Small. Small. Or oh, you did not. If you are working 8 to 5, it's not a problem solution. It is not. Because as a routine born out of the creativity of another person. So you couldn't think. He thought. And he employed you to call labor in his thinking process. God punished the devil. 2020, I, I pray that God will give you the... Oh, well... <laughs> If you feel, if you feel insulted, I'm sorry. But the truth is, a lot of us have allowed our minds to go into a state of comatose. So we have bodies walking, but our minds have stopped to think. Because the things we do are so repetitive that even when we close our eyes, we can do them. So you don't have to think. You know that, oh, you pick a file, you put it here, you pick a file, you put it in, pick. So your, your hand is doing like this. Pick file, pick file, pick file, pick. Lift up your right hand with me. 2020 is purpose. That our lives will be conditioned with purpose. That anything that will derail us from purpose, we will not want to be identified with it. Is Purpose 2020. Purpose-driven life. Purpose-driven church. Purpose-driven family. Purpose-driven ministry. Purpose-driven business. Everything is driven by purpose. That you'll never do anything without purpose. That means that I will do things on purpose. We'll get into the philosophy of intentionalism. The concept of deliberateness that everything is supposed to be on purpose. Will you lift up your rider? I don't know how you want to pray, but you want to go to God and say, make me a blessing to my generation. Give me ideas. Make me a blessing. Let me strengthen my brothers and sisters. Let me contribute to the societal good. Oh, yes. Lift up your voice. I am done. But lift up your voice and pray. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. That when I am converted, I can strengthen my brother. Help me, Lord. That I can strengthen my brothers, strengthen my sisters, strengthen people that will come into contact with me. Help me, Lord. That I will be a beacon of hope. That I can strengthen the many that I will come into contact with. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Strengthen. Hallelujah. In life, you don't pray for lighter burdens. You pray for stronger shoulders. It is not about how light your burdens are. Or how heavy your burdens are. It's about how strong your shoulders are. You should ask any bodybuilder. They will tell you the weight you'll be able to lift is dependent on the strength of your shoulder. It is your shoulders that determine how much weight you can carry. I pray that may God strengthen your shoulders to carry the weight of responsibility that he wants to place on your life. Maybe God wants you to affect the nations. May the Lord strengthen your shoulders for it. Father, I pray, strengthen us and make us a blessing to our generation that we will look back and say you did it in Jesus' most mighty name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael boydi nyamiche you are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word. First service, 7 to 9 a.m. Second service, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m. And our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. To engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570. Or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the Word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.